Hello and welcome to the Perfect Gentleman podcast. This is episode 41. I am Zach Faulkner-Barfield and alongside me is the cosmically fantastic James Marwood. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you, my friend. I, I love these intros. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking the festive Santa ones today. <laughs> I'm feeling festive. It's that time of year. I've got twinkly lights downstairs and mince pies in the cupboard. Got to talk about Christmas during December. It's not allowed beforehand. As we rapidly head towards the festive period, it does become a lot more like Christmas in my book. It just sort of hit me a couple of days ago when the Duchess did her special Christmas tree and she did it while I was working and I came downstairs and it was just there and it was like, oh, it's Christmas. This is nice to have a little bit of festivity and joy and happiness in the world. Indeed. So what's on the agenda for today then? As it is Christmas, we're talking about Christmas and you're talking about the tree, we need to put something under the tree. We're going to talk a lot about gift ideas, things that's come across our path that we like, brands that we like, people that we like, and a couple of product reviews along the way. And then getting ready for the festive period, dealing with some manners and tricky situations and how to behave over everything from office parties to the drunken uncle at the Christmas lunch. We can do with all of those. I think we can manage that. Let's crack on with some gift ideas. Has anything caught your eye over the last few months for the under the Christmas tree for gentlemen and ladies across the world? I'm apparently notoriously very difficult to buy for because I tend to buy things that I like when I like them. But I've been buying a few gifts this year, so I've got a few things that I found that I thought were quite fun. I always like to send or to give books i think books are always a great gift and because i always love to receive them and especially things that people might be interested in but might not buy themselves so for example i'll not say this year's because this year's is still a secret for my father for example he really likes bird watching and things like that but we'd had a few conversations about trees and woodland so i got him a book about english trees which was really interesting and it was something that was slightly tangential to his normal interests but he really liked and really enjoyed. With a little bit of searching and perhaps having a good rummage around a good bookshop, you can always find fun books. I like old books. You just find some really fun and interesting things which have largely been forgotten, and they, I think, make great gifts. As you well know, I'm a huge bibliophile. I think books are a fantastic gift. I mean, everything from second-hand editions of classics to up-to-date books. I can't go into a bookstore without generally buying a book. No, I'm much the same. For me, it's kind of dangerous. And Amazon is even worse. Yes, I have to keep forcing myself to just... I'll buy that later. I'll buy it later. Wishlist, yes. wishlist, wishlist, wishlist. I, I saw a really lovely book the other day, which I did put in my little mitts. Dent's Modern Tribes, or The Language of Modern Tribes. It's Susie Dent, who is um, the dictionary corner lady on a TV programme in the UK called Countdown. And she's written about the secret language of modern tribes. So it's everything from gym people to cabbies to bird watchers to all that. So it's all the sort of secret languages that we use. Oh, um, that sounds really interesting. Interesting conversations, really fascinating. But I think it would make a great gift for someone out there. Books are always good. I, I remember when I got given when I was a young man pretty much the whole set of secondhand James Bond books. I read most of the Bond books when I was 15, 16. They're great. I mean, they're very much of their time. And there's a lot of things in there that'll probably make you a little grumpy if you're reading them today and taking them at face value. But they're just such fun. Great fun to read. Anything else has crossed your eye for Christmas gifts? There was something I had recommended to me. Have you ever come across a book called Becoming a Supple Leopard? I have 
actually bizarrely seen that recently. I haven't got it, but I've seen it recently. That's written by a guy called Kelly Starrett, or Dr. Kelly Starrett. And he's an American doctor who focuses on muscle injuries, rehabilitation, that sort of thing. And Becoming a, a Supple Leopard is a fantastic book for anybody who does any sort of exercise, martial arts, anything like that. Because once you get into your sort of late 20s, you start getting pretty banged up. And if you're anything like me, you're probably carrying around, like at the moment I've got a a very sore ankle and a slightly dodgy shoulder and a thumb that clicks out all the time and things like that. And these are just the prices you pay for doing that exercise. The Supple Leopard is a great book because it's full of exercises that you can just pick up and you don't have to read the book through cover to cover. It's a great big hardback thing. But you can say, okay, look up, I've got a problem with this shoulder and there's exercises there which will help you. Really, really useful. But he's written a new book called Deskbound. It's about how you carry yourself in everyday life, how to deal with, for example, sitting down all the time. And we know that sitting down all day is bad for us. It's about combating a sedentary lifestyle and keeping your body active and mobile while still being able to do your work. And he talks about all sorts of other things like back pain, carpal tunnel pains, obesity, brain health issues, all of these things that are driven by sitting on your bum for most of the day. If I not receive it as a gift, I'm definitely going to pick it up the new year. But I've got a couple of pals I'm going to send that to because I think they would get a lot from it. That sounds fantastic. On that note, one of the things I've been reviewing, started it and I'm using it at the moment, is a thing called Blue Tens. That's B-L-U-E-T-E-N-S. It is a app based muscle trainer you know one of those things that you get little pads you put them on your muscles and it stimulates the muscles it was developed by a french rugby player and several doctors it is a pretty amazing little thing it comes in a little square blue box blue tens it's got the base unit and the pads bluetooth to your phone and your phone operates the programs and it's got everything from wrists arms stomach back shoulders knees the whole nine yards every body part that you could possibly want and it runs through different programs so it has a heel program a train program a repair program all that sort of stuff it is pretty damn amazing excellent i'm a little bit of a skeptic for those kind of things, but certainly doing its goodness. I've started with the relaxing ones first and the healing one for my knee, and it seems to be doing some good. That sounds good. Comes with all the bits. It's £125, which is pretty reasonable for your basically a home TENS kit and operates through your mobile phone. Yes, no, I like that. What other gifts do you like to give? This year we've been very lucky at The Perfect Gentleman. We've been given some lovely, lovely things to review and to try and experiment with. Some of those are certainly making our list of gifts for gentlemen. Our full list will be in The Perfect Gentleman magazine, which uh, is out now at theperfectgentleman.tv. Check our social media for links to the double-issue Perfect Gentleman magazine, which will have the full list of all the goodies and gifts and reviews in it. As you well know... James, I like to be colour-coordinated. You do? I like a fair pair of socks for Christmas. Good pair of nice coloured socks for Christmas? Perfect. My book. And I've come across a nice little brand, new brand, called Genus. Genus Socks. And they're very nice. Cotton. They are all in lovely bright colours. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful bright colours. Um, across the rainbow of colours. They're really comfortable. Nicely stitched pretty damn good fair pair of socks and reasonably priced as well i think they make a great uh-huh, excuse the pun stocking filler for any gentleman but then again if you can't wear brightly colored socks the lovely people at quiet rebellion 
are a British company, and they make lovely, fantastically well-thought-out socks. They're a little funky at the bottom, so the sole of the sock has all the colour and the wildness, and the top of the sock is black. You could wear it with your suit and not stand out, but take your shoe off, and your little wildness is to be seen by those who see you barefoot. So those make a, a great little stocking filler as well, and they come in a really nice package, and again, a very reasonable price for every gentleman. So those are the kind of things that initially crossed my desk. We like it to be well-groomed, you and I. We do. Gentleman's grooming has exploded in the last couple of years. The amount of brands that are coming out are phenomenal. I have tried a couple of things recently and a couple of things that I want to mention. Pall Mall Barbers, they're a London-based barbering company. They have a three or four stores in London. They've released their own range of products because they are celebrating their 125th year as a barbers. They've released a set of products across the board from facial scrubs, shaving cream, moisturizers, beard oils, you name it, they're covering it. It's a very classic male scent. It's sandalwood based. The products are really good. They're formulated by barbers. They're great products. They really work well. Smell of sandalwood's not overwhelming. It's nice and subtle. Good set of products. You know, it's one of those things. And again, reasonably priced for the quality that they are. That sounds good. I must admit, I like to buy scents and shaving things, things like that, for guys. Because a lot of guys don't pay that much attention to it. One of my best pals, Aussie, buys soap in a bar because so long as it emulsifies and lathers, it works. That's fine, but I have other friends who really like to go to town with things. And so aftershaves, shaving cream, that sort of thing. Most people like some kind of smellies and they make really good gifts, especially I find if you get the little packs that go together. So one of my favourites, which I've bought for a couple of people over the past year is birthday and Christmas gifts. Murdoch of London, who are another London barbers, and they do some really great aftershaves. I think we've talked about those in the past. I really like their black tea aftershave, but they do a little pack of five or six cents in a set. It's like a sampler pack, something like that. It's around £20. It's not massively expensive, but it makes a really nice, gift and they're actually really good for travel because they're a perfect travel size i'm a big fan of scent and across the board a slightly higher priced scent but they do exactly the same thing they do little travel pack sizes and they're a unisex brand is our friends miller harris amazing fragrances and they do amazing little travel containers as well slightly pricier than murdoch's of london but really lovely lovely scents as we say with gifts, it's not the cost, it's the thought that counts. But actually, having that thought about what is the person I'm giving to like, what are they into? If you are buying them smellies, what sort of scents do they like? A fresh lemony scent? Do they like a woody, tobacco-y scent? Do they like a green botanical scent? Once you get that, you can find some really good, unusual scents that are very nice and are not just the things that you see in the glass case at the supermarket. Yeah, absolutely. It's thought. Put a little work in, put a little preparation into what you're gifting. And the same is true for ladies' fragrances as well. If you have a baseline for what they usually wear, why not go to a good perfumer like Florists of London or Miller Harris or Penhaligans? Go in there and you can say, this is what my partner usually wears. Do you have something that's like that or similar? An experiment. Another gift that I quite often like to buy, and this is something I've bought for my other half several times and for friends, are the sorts of accessories that people don't use a lot that really bring a memory with them. So things like scarves, hats, gloves. There are some really beautiful, good quality scarves you can get from sort of 20, 30 pounds up to several hundred pounds. But if you're looking to buy something really 
special and nice, you can't go wrong with a really good quality scarf. Talking for gentlemen, great silk scarves, uh, fantastic and, and reasonably priced, would be Cravat Club, do some lovely, lovely patterned silk scarves. And Jeff Stocker is the other one. Both are great brands. We like to support our little UK brands, small independent brands, but they're really good. They do great quality stuff at reasonable prices. I mean, I mean one of my favourites, and they are expensive, Drakes of London, who do fantastic ties. And interestingly, I never buy ties as gifts because I think they're too personal, unless someone says they want a particular tie. Drake's got their start really making ties, and they make absolutely wonderful ones there are two good tricks to get those cheaply i've mentioned before about their sales but also there are a number of wool shops around london so the shops around primarily around the west end things like burlington arcade and prince's arcade and places like that that sell wool jumpers scarves that kind of thing and often they will have somewhere a little rack of Drake scarves that have been there for ages and have kind of been tucked out the way and you can get some fantastic things there scarves are good as you say ties are a bit odd ties are so personal it's not one of those things you should really gift as you say unless you know specifically they want a very specific tie so anything else the final thing which is something that you and I both like and I think a lot of people do is stationery Stationery can, again, be a little bit personal, but things like pens, desk sets, things like that. But one of my favourites are are notebooks. A good quality, excellent notebook, I think, makes a great gift. Oh, yes, absolutely. And especially if you put a bit of thought into it. I know that a couple of brands, Moleskin being one, will personalise your notebooks for you, but a couple of quid extra to the notebook. For my mum, quite often she likes to keep a journal. Quite often I will get her a really nice quality leather-bound journal for Christmas. If you're looking for someone who's a real stationary buff, there are some really great Japanese and European stationary makers that sell quite unusual things, but you can get them online. So companies like The Journal Shop, Stationary Wednesday, guys like that, Bureau Direct, they all sell unusual notebooks that you wouldn't find on the high street. And they're quite fun. You can do it for any sort of budget from a few pounds all the way up to whatever you want to pay, really. One final thing for me, back to the grooming side of things. I got sent a new product. It's called Zevi Squared, and it is a day and night moisturizing serum. It's atomized. You just spray it on. There's no rubbing in. There's no doing anything with it. You squirt a couple of things in the morning after you've washed your face and a couple of things at night before you go to bed. And it seems to be working. It's kind of a bit strange. I'm skeptical about these things. I had this weird Thing. I've been using it for a couple of weeks and I went and had dinner with my godmother and my godmother's a makeup artist, professional makeup artist of the BBC and all that sort of stuff. And she looked at me and went, have you been doing something different with your skin? <laughs> Maybe. And she goes, looks very good. It looks really healthy. I'm like, oh, okay. I said, oh, I'm using this serum. And she goes, oh, well, it is working. If my godmother, the makeup artist, thinks it's working, then I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, that is a recommendation and a half. All the links will be available on the website and through the magazine, which will be out. There'll be a fuller list of all sorts of things we recommend for Christmas, both James and I and the rest of the PG team on our Christmas shopping list, large and small, predominantly for gentlemen of all ages. But we do throw in some uh, gifts for the ladies as 
as well. Toddle over to theperfectgentleman.tv, click on the media link and follow us to the magazines. And if you want to drop us a note about something that we've mentioned, please feel free to do so. Inquiries at theperfectgentleman.tv or on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and the rest of them. You can find us the P Gentleman or Gentleman, depending on the social media, but just Google us, we're there. So, James, how many do you have for Christmas? Well, at the moment, six, although that may change. Up or down? Up. Yes, I've got a minimum of six. And all people you want to spend Christmas with? Yes, but some of them are people I've not met. There's myself and and my other half. There's her son and his girlfriend, who we've met a few times. They've been to stay with us quite a few times, and they're lovely. There's one of her friends and her husband, who I've not met at all. I've met a friend, and so this will be a first, but they're coming to stay with us for a couple of days. Excellent. So this is the question that I have, especially over the Christmas period. How do we deal with people that we don't quite know? The best advice I was given on this was by a very wise man who knows a lot about such things. It was it was you, Zach. <laughs> it's your old thing about you get attention by paying attention. The secret I found, or the success I found, has been by asking questions and listening, allowing people to talk about themselves as they like, but not doing what I probably would do if left to my own devices and just delivering a huge, long monologue. This is why we do this. We do this so we can deliver huge, long monologues. And no one can interrupt us. <laughs> but, but actually, no, I mean, when you're with someone, especially when you don't know them, if in this case, with my friend's husband, he'll be meeting a lot of people he's never met before. He'll be coming to somebody's house he doesn't know. A lot of them, because they're primarily Brazilians, will all be talking at high volume and high speed in Portuguese. It'll be a little bit disconcerting for him. So my plan is to make sure that he's well-fed and watered, has suitable beverages, and that he's comfortable and happy. I'll do that by asking him about himself, finding out about him, what he likes, what he doesn't like. I tend to do the lesson I learned from Freemasonry, which is pretty much ban all talk of politics and religion wherever possible, because that's how people fall out. But generally, you can have some fantastic conversations with people who you've just met, just as long as you ask them the right sort of questions. If you're interested in people, people will be interested in you and it will ease the tensions. Though actually I've not had this experience at Christmas because my family's quite small. Have you had experience of dealing with the difficult family member, the drunken family member or the relation that sort of upsets the Christmas balance? I have. Generally speaking, in my experience, it's rarely done deliberately. It's normally done either by somebody not realising that they're being a bit of a boor or that by somebody who has got themselves angry and a bit aerated. What I tend to do is just have a little quiet word and say you probably don't realise, but that can help. Failing that, and if somebody is being deliberately or know they're being they're being bad but their temper's up it's just to diffuse the situation which can be to sometimes separate people i've had this before where i've insisted someone come and talk to me in the kitchen for 20 minutes or insist on changing the subject no we're not going to talk about that anymore people are getting upset sometimes you can diffuse it just with a joke so one thing i saw a few years ago which wasn't in a family situation but you know the stand-up comedian ed Byrne. Many, many years ago, he did a gig at the student union I was with and there was a guy being obnoxious at the bar before the gig. Ed Byrne just completely disarmed him just by looking at him, waiting for the guy to sort of talk himself down. He wasn't giving him a dirty look or a nasty look. He just looked at him, perfectly placid face, until the guy sort of got to a bit of a a natural pause and then said, well, that's clearly something you feel very strongly about. I feel really strongly about beer and then showed him his pint of beer, and I like this beer, and just completely changed the subject. But he just did it by not engaging at all with this guy, 
not disengaging, not ignoring him, but just letting him talk himself out and then change the subject into something completely different. And that worked a treat. Yes, it's actually a trick I use where I lecture. It's go silent and just wait till they finished. People will suddenly realise they're being watched and listened to and, and the conversation starts to stop. They suddenly realise... I don't want to be centre of attention anymore. It's good advice. So yes, take them out of the equation if you can, metaphorically speaking. In other words, get them out of the room, change the state of the room, so make it fun, or change the topic of conversation completely. The other thing is, if you do find yourself in the situation where you've had a little bit to drink, or you've started on a subject, and you think, I've just talked myself into a corner and I'm now being a bit rude, I'm not showing myself my best light, just stop. Take the hit in your pride and just say, you know what, I'm going to shut up now. And be quiet. There's nothing more ridiculous than a man who can't laugh at himself when he's been foolish. People will forgive that far more easily and you'll feel better about yourself than if you keep going because you don't want to show that you've been an idiot, even though you know you have been. And I speak there from personal experience. I completely think I'm speaking from personal experience as well. Yes, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. When you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. Exactly. (laughs) But let's move swiftly on from that. One final thing for today. Ladies and gentlemen of the world, please would you help us? We are looking for a gentleman of the year. Please would you be so kind as to make suggestions for us. Either drop them an email to inquiries at theperfectgentleman.tv or drop us a note on social media, Facebook, Twitter, for Instagram, you name it. We are looking for gentlemen of the year. Now, they can be celebrities, if you so desire, or they can just be people who you think exemplify the modern gentleman. We want people that have stood out in your mind as gentlemen in 2016. That's kind of the simple criteria. We will have a long list, and then over the Christmas period, James and I will snuffle through the list that we've come up with and your lists. Probably towards the end of January, we will have a Gentleman of the Year special, and we will do a profile and talk about them. And if we can, we might try and interview one of them. That would be fantastic. Yeah. So if you can, ladies and gentlemen of the world, drop us an email or drop us a note on social media to me or James or to The Perfect Gentleman and we can add them to our list and then go from there. Yes, indeed. That's it today, James. That was fun. I've got a little bit more Christmas shopping to do. So I think with some of those ideas, I was just thinking about some of the books I might buy people. Wonderful. Well, James, always a pleasure, sir. As always. And next week we talk about one of our favourite subjects. Food food exactly excellent i'll look forward to it till then my friend take care goodbye bye bye this podcast is brought to you by the perfect gentleman group limited and was edited by andy nickel at the pistachio palace